Welcome to episode 77 of Sharing Life Lessons. This is season 8. We are one spirit, one soul, and together we are creating a library of stories and life lessons. I am your host, Hamida, and I want to bring you stories because stories matter, stories inspire, stories teach, and stories heal. I want to remind my listeners that Sharing Life Lessons has expanded to YouTube. For those who prefer to use YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe to the new YouTube channel. Also, click on the bell so you are notified of all new episodes that I drop onto the channel. The link for it is in the show notes. Today's positive thought to begin this episode is powerful. It is authored by Craig Crippen and it reads, Have you ever thought to yourself, I think I might be going a little crazy? But then you remember that you're really just an awakened, loving, kick-ass warrior, hell-bent on changing the world, and you refuse to accept the negative vibrations and the fear and the hate and the illusion of separation. And you remember that there are many others just like you that stand with you, the alchemists, the conscious warriors, the rule breakers, the lovers of life, the ones that are determined to lift each other up and to ensure that love wins, the ones that are just crazy enough to get the job done. And then you remember that you're not crazy at all and you're not alone. You are just awake. Yup, me too. And now let me introduce our guest for today. She is the passion behind Stress-Free Supermoms, She works with parents to help them bring organization and structure into their homes so that they have time for true self-care. She's going to shower us with parenting tips and tools for our tweens, teens, and young children. Everyone, let's welcome Katrina Worm. Katrina, welcome to Sharing Life Lessons. Thank you for agreeing to be a guest on the show all the way from Australia. I am so glad that I'm getting a few guests from Australia. This is a global podcast and that speaks to how global it is. So thank you for joining. And can you please start us off by telling us something about yourself? And good morning from Australia. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. A little bit about me. I'm a coach. The term life coach, I think, is what is commonly used in the States, not so much in Australia, Mm -hmm. but I'm a coach. I work with mothers to help them get organized in the home because my passion is mums actually looking after themselves and implementing true self-care into their lives. And it's not all just about bubble baths and eating chocolate and things like that. I started coaching five or six years ago Mm. I still work in corporate so coaching is my passion I think the term used widely where you are is a side project it's something that I love doing the reason I got into coaching is because when my son was born he had some other things going on and advocating for him from an early age I then had one of his schools asking me to help other mothers Uh and that transitioned into setting up a coaching business and run a business called Stress-Free Supermom. And one of the focuses in Stress-Free Supermom is about delegation to your children and about taking back time for mum because you can get your children to do things around the home. 
And that became very evident because working in corporate and working away from home, my husband also works away from home a lot. We needed to have somebody coming to the home because we have no family close by who can look after children while we're away. So around 10 years ago, we started inviting au pairs into the home from mm-hmm, countries mm-hmm. all around the world. And before we get any further, is this part of your story? Yes, it is. Oh, good. I want to let the audience know that we have moved on to the story part because this podcast is all about stories and what we learn from them. And so, yes, tell us your story. As I said, we invited teenagers to early 20s into the home. We've had over 10 now and mainly female, but a couple of males as well, invited them into our home to be an adult in the home while we're Mm. away. And I very quickly realised that their level of life skills varied, like varied dramatically from, no joke, we had one young girl who was 18, but literally there's the old saying, not knowing how, you know, to boil water. Literally, she didn't know how to boil water. Teenagers in early 20s who had never cooked for themselves or had never done their own washing or didn't know how to clean a bathroom and things like that. So I realised very early on that I could help them with those life skills. And the funny thing that's come out of that, I've had a lot of when they've gone home to their families, I've had a lot of their mothers contact me and say, thank you so much. I now don't have to do my child's washing or my child's cleaning. So I think... In the past 20 years or so, we've transitioned and there's a lot of terms for mothering and for parenting out there. And we've all heard the term tiger mum or free range parenting or helicopter parents. Do you know about the snow plowing moms or parents? Okay. It's a new one for me too. It was just a couple of days that I heard about it. So snow plowing is physically emotionally, mentally trying to remove the obstacles in front of your children. So you go ahead of them, see if there are any problems and literally remove those problems so they don't have to face it. So you're snow plowing for them. Okay, not something I would recommend, but then (laughs) I think that concerns me just a little bit because of the long-term ramifications of that child. I am going to be honest, it concerns me a whole lot. (laughs) Because the resilience that we're missing and the skills that we're missing, we're going to send that child into college and into university here in Australia and then into a job. And what happens when the first problem comes up? Are Mm -hmm. they going to ring mum and dad to come and fix it? We've transitioned into doing everything for our child and I've done some research on it to see why and it comes back to the real parent guilt situation where we're busy parents are busy the cost of living's gone up especially in Australia and I know in America as well where both parents you see more and more they're both working outside of the home so that parent guilt comes in so when they're at home I want to do everything for their child to show their child love yeah, or to show their child that they matter. But I think we're missing a real opportunity. And this comes from the fact that I want mums to look after themselves first and that true self-care because 
if the mother's not firing on all cylinders, how are they then able to give back? You know, that's it's that old fill your cup first. And as I work for Qantas, <laughs> it's put your own oxygen mask on first. Yeah. That was my underlying message. So I thought, why are we turning into concierge parents? And as we all know what a concierge is, we ask them to do something for us and they get it for us. And I thought, why are we sending our tweens and our teenagers and our children off to college or off to university without knowing essential life skills? In my research, I found there are quite a number of schools in America who actually teach these as part of the curriculum. So go schools, because I think that's fantastic. But in your own home, your children can cook one night a week. Your children can do their own washing. So what I started doing with the au pairs, so with the young people I was hosting in my home, is I started writing, because I write procedure and process in my mm-hmm. day job. I started writing procedures and processes for how to do your own washing and how to cook a meal and how to clean a bathroom and how to clean your bedroom. Just really easy, simple step-by-step of this is how you do it. And all about delegating to your children because not only are you getting time back for yourself as a parent, but you're also teaching your child essential life skills so that we are sending children out into the world who can actually do these things for themselves and it's all about building not only resilience but building skills and building confidence in themselves and those skills and I'm not saying don't ever invite your children home from college and do their washing for them that's not what this is about but what I'm saying is get to the point where when you send them out into the world they can be self-sufficient They've got five or six meals. They know they can cook from scratch. They know how to clean up after themselves. They know how to, not that we really use checkbooks anymore, but they know how to balance their finances. And they just know that they can stand on their own two feet. And it also gives them pride in what they're doing. And if you start it in the home, you're teaching those skills and they're giving back to the family. So we have family chores. That means that because you live in this house and you get fed and looked after, they're just part of your chores. And you can do this any way you like. Then we have chores that you actually get payment for. So chores that have a monetary value and that if you do them, you get a payment. And so it's that pocket money system. It's interesting. So you are a proponent of that, huh? Very much so. I don't give pocket money just to give money each week. Pocket money is given because you've fulfilled a task. So you see pride in your work and in our household, each task has a certain value. So I slip in a maths lesson as well (laughs) because you then have to add up at the end of the week how much money you've actually earned. And if you don't record it, even if you've done the job, Mm -hmm. you don't get paid. You don't get paid. So you need to record what you've done. So that's then showing responsibility. So they're all life lessons you can start in the house. As from younger kids at primary school age here in Australia to your middle school to your senior school, which translates to America. Because what you want to do is you want children to not only know they're contributing to the family, 
but to start having pride in a job well done. Because when you send them off to college or when you send them off to their first job, you need them to have that intrinsic motivation to know that they're contributing. Let me be the devil's advocate here. There are parents who say, you know what, while they are at home, they're my responsibility. I want to do everything for them. And when they get out there, they'll just learn. They'll just go with the flow. I'm sure because of everything that you're saying, you don't think that's a good thing. Why do you think that's not a good thing? Employers these days have a glut of choice. If you want to get into a Fortune 500 company or you want to get an internship or you want to be looked upon favorably, they're going to look at what you've done. If a child steps into a job the very first day and they're given responsibility the very first day, you don't want them to have that emotional, mental hurdle on the first day. Mm. You want them to know that, okay, here's a task I've been given. I know how to break it down and I know how to take a step by step because that's what you've taught them in cleaning their bedroom. You've taught them how to break down a task because what we want to do is take away that overwhelm. And the best place for them to learn it is with their parents in the household and actually supporting them because they're not going to get it right the first time. Mm -hmm. They're probably not going to get it right the second time. But you're teaching them system and process, which is what they're going to be doing in any job. And you're teaching them easy ways of doing it in the household first instead of throwing them out to the world and saying, okay, day one, you've now got to do this and overwhelming your child. And think of what that would do to their confidence as well, right? Because they're going to go into this job and having to learn the basics that others already know. So if you can start training them, you're saying from the very beginning at home, they are going to be confident that they can at least do anything that's basic. And then they have to build up on that. Yeah, it's that whole learning how to learn process. We've gone a lot in schools of um, learning by repetition. But when our children hit the first hurdle, and sometimes we see it in senior school, sometimes we see it in college, where they hit that first hurdle of not having those skills of how to break something down and how to push through those barriers. So if we can start teaching them at home, even Mm -hmm. to follow a recipe, which is a process Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because every job is going to have standard operating procedures. They're going to have policies that our children will need to follow in that workplace. So if we haven't taught them how to follow a procedure, and I'm probably making it bigger than it is, but a procedure could be walk into your bedroom, everything on the floor, pick it up, put it into a laundry basket, and then take some downstairs to the laundry and put the rest away. I'm just saying, let's start small. So they're building on those essential life skills. Mm. Even with pocket money, we have a system where some of it goes to charity and they can work out the percentages, Mm. but every week some goes to charity, some goes to saving and some goes to spending. And that spending money, they can do whatever they want with. And as parents, we have no say because they need to realize that when that money is spent, it's gone. So you're teaching them life skills on that as well. Very interesting. So what I'm saying is as parents, what we want to do is have our children confident into their ability that they can manage themselves first. 
then giving them that confidence that they can go into the world and when their employer asks them to do something, they're able to use the analytical part of their brain because that's what we're training. We're training that brain muscle to think analytically. They can use the analytically part of their brain and say, I can actually do this. I just need to break it down into steps. And it's all about using smart goals. It's being able to teach our children that, hey, you can actually move out tomorrow because you know how to clean, you know how to cook. I know you're not going to come home with no money because you know how to budget. In my new book, one of the chapters is I talk about is that sort of decision-making matrix, which is the Eisenhower principle. And one of them is, is work out what you can delegate. As mothers, what can you delegate to your partners? As fathers, the same, what can you delegate? But also as parents, what simple tasks can you delegate to your children? Because you're teaching them an essential life skill. You're giving them pride in themselves and you're showing them that they can achieve things. This is interesting. And so let's try and give our parents some more tools. We know high schools, at least in the US, especially when you get into the junior and senior years are very, very time consuming, tough, and you're doing everything possible to get into the right college. And so what if you want to delegate and your child turns around and not only in high school, but at any point in time and says, I'm already too busy. When will I get my social time if you keep delegating this housework to me? How does a parent handle that? Start little. And what I mean by start little is how many parents during the week get the question, oh, mum, where's my sports socks or where's my sport top? So what I'm saying is start little. I have a system called Sunday Setup, which is planning for the week. And one of them is on a Sunday night, sit down as a family and say, okay, what have we got going on next week? What have you got each day? Like what uniform do you need? Have you got soccer practice? Have you got hockey practice? What day is that? So what I want you to do on every Sunday, I want you to sort out your uniform for each day of the week. Interesting. It doesn't take long, but it just means every morning they know they're prepared for that day. Just get a five drawer unit so they know on a Sunday night, put everything into that drawer that they'll need for the Monday. And then they take ownership for what's happening on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you know that they know where their stuff is. What assignments are due? Can you put the paperwork or the textbook for that in Wednesday's drawer? And I'm actually throwing in planning lessons as well, because this is what is going to happen when they get to college. A lot of children at their first year of college, they find it really, really hard because they haven't got those little life skills to actually plan their week. I think we want them to get into the right college, but we want them once they get there to succeed as well. They haven't got fundamental skills about planning and organizing themselves. They're going to find it really hard. I like what you said about sitting on Sunday night and planning. My son is now in his first year of college. So I have a little story for that as well. But the way I used to do it is I used to keep them accountable. Look, you do it any which way you want. You use the methodology you want to. But if you call me and say, mommy, I have my soccer practice. Can you bring my soccer uniform to school? It ain't coming. 
I'm also a mother that does it. But if you don't make your own lunch, I'm sorry, you don't take lunch. So I haven't made a school lunch in, I can't tell you how many years. I haven't touched a school uniform as well as ironing in a long time. And I remember a mum saying to me once that I was coaching, but if they don't take food to school, they'll be hungry. And I went, yeah, they will. And the next day they will take it. (laughs) Yes. So, um, So I guess I'm one of those coaches where I'm very black and white. And I say, look, it's up to them. I said, what are the ramifications if they don't wear the correct uniform on that day? What's going to happen? Oh, well, they'll get in trouble with the teacher or with their coach. Or, And I said, so will they take it the next day? And they go, well, yes, because of the embarrassment and everything that's going to you know, come back with it. Because remember, what we're trying to do is set them up to succeed when they're adults. Yeah. Because if they don't get that working on time in their job or if they don't fulfill that brief or if they don't go through with that client meeting the ramifications are a lot bigger if they don't take their soccer stuff with them at the start of the day i'm totally with you i'm done being the devil's advocate (laughs) you you have to start young that has to become a habit for them that they need to be accountable for their own things that they have to do in college or at work and you have to start them early Give us more tools. Tell us what else parents can do to make their children responsible earlier on. I think if you start early and really start at any stage, so whatever stage you're parenting now, have a conversation about it. Sit down with your children and say, look, I love you. My number one job as a parent is to keep you safe, to keep you safe physically, emotionally, mentally and spiritually if that's what your family does so to that end i want to send you out in the world as a worthwhile contributor to society so i'd like you to start doing one job around the house whether it's your own washing whether it's we started with folding so i'd do the washing but then the folding of the washing left up to them And I think Marie Kondo came out with a brilliant scheme a couple of years ago of how to fold things. So children are all over YouTube. So just say to them, go onto YouTube, search Marie Kondo, look at how to fold something and then let them fold. And the flip folds made, I think, famous by Sheldon on the Big Bang Theory. Mm -hmm. Sunday night after dinner, just sit the kids down with a flip fold and say, okay, here's your washing. I'll show you how to use it. And it's fun. Make it into a game. See who can do their tops, their sweaters as quickly as possible and then let them put it away. One quick warning, though, they're not going to do it the way you do it. So you just need to take a breath because it's not going to be the way you do it. But remember, you didn't have to do it. But finally, it will. And that is my story. So I used to pay my kids five cents for their own clothes but if they folded the bigger clothes like mommy's and daddy's clothes they got 10 cents for every fold (laughs) and the story is my son got so good at the shirt flip fold that he can do it quickly in a few seconds and now when he's in college his friends look at his shelf with all of those shirts nicely folded and they notice and they go you really are neat here (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's all about going back to the underlying thing is I want parents to be able to take a breath, even if that's just 15 minutes a day, because we have so much pressure on us to parent children in today's world that when was the last time you actually stopped and did something that brings you joy or fills your heart up? And it could be just reading a chapter of a book, but at the moment we don't have time for that because we're so busy running around. And I had so many clients say to me, oh, look, I'll do that tomorrow. When my kids go to primary school, I'll do it. Oh, no, no, when my kids go to middle school, oh, no, wait. When I finally send my kids to college, that's when I'll go and learn that language or that's when I'll go and take art classes or learn an instrument. And what I want to say to every parent listening to this podcast is we have today and we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I want you to really, my life lesson is today work out what lifts you up and I remember I walked out of a coaching session once because my doors always closed when I'm coaching clients because it's purely confidential and I said to my teenager what do you think about mum coaching because I know sometimes it can take time away from our time and he said no mum he said you get to help other mums he said that's amazing so another life lesson we can show because if we're living what we love or we've got time in our week to do something that lights us up you know who's watching and then you're showing your children you're showing your sons that you're allowed to have joy in your life and you're showing your daughters that as well and I think that's the biggest life lesson is as a parent if you're showing your children what life is about and that you as a human being even though you're their mum or their dad that you can be respected for following what lights you up as well my latest book was released last month called wear your warrior as in wearing clothes but wearing your warrior and it's about putting on that cloak or that persona where you can actually go, I've got this and envisage this is what I want to put out to the world because every one of you matters and your passion matters. And if you've forgotten what it is, just sit for a bit and try and think about when you were eight or nine years old, what did you love doing? Like what lit you up before the world crashes in on us and all that responsibility comes? Because you've got today and I want you all living for today. That's a great final message. Katrina, thank you so much for all of those tools to be stress-free super moms and dads because I don't think this is gender-specific at all. Everything that you have said also applies to dads. So thank you. Thank you for being on the show, Katrina. It was great having you. Thank you so much for having me and have a fantastic day. You too. Listeners, for those amongst us who are parents, I hope you're taking away from this discussion the importance of delegating home chores to your children. And according to Katrina, it is better to start this practice when the children are very young. But no worries if you haven't. It is never too late. Katrina also gives us tips on how to begin delegating no matter what stage you are in your parenting life cycle. This way, we ensure that we send children into the world that are competent, content, and responsible. As always, here are my key takeaways from my discussion with Katrina. One, are we being concierge parents to our children, such as they ask and we get it done for them? 
Why can't our children cook one time a week? Why can't our children do their laundry and folding or help clean the bathroom? Two, in the first few days at an internship or at a job, if your child is given a task to do, he, she should be able to confidently break it down into steps and complete it because you have taught them at home to break a bigger task, like maybe following a recipe to cook a dish, into smaller steps to complete that task. What we have done as parents by training them in such a manner is to take away the feeling of overwhelm when they're exposed to complex complex tasks in college or at work. Finally, we have so much pressure on us to parent children in today's world. Think about when is the last time you stopped and did something that brings you joy or fills your heart up. If you're living what we love or we find time in our week to do something that lights us up, you know who's watching. You are role modeling for your children. You're showing your sons and daughters that even in their busy lives, they're allowed to have joy in their lives. This brings us to the end of this episode. I will bring you the next episode of Sharing Life Lessons next Wednesday. Until then, be happy, be safe, and be blessed. (laughs) 